Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. So we're back to uh, universal something. <laughs> We've covered um, universal salvation and universal um, restoration and uh, universalism and all kinds of things. So we may end up calling this universal something. Who knows? So um, in in the in uh, in between recording this episode uh, and the last episode, I've been doing some reading and here and there and um, going back and forth and and kind of. Touching on what we talked about last time, I got into a few rabbit holes, and and uh, I have a sheet of questions in front of me. So I'm going to start it off with just kind of going through this, and then we'll back up and kind of go through each piece. But what I was, um, what I got down to, was just a simple question of of how do we know who is saved? So we're talking about universal salvation, and who is in and who is out. And because there's this, you, you, you want to see this, you know, instruction manual, you know, it's like the, the, what they call the sinner's prayer. Oh, you say this and you're in really, is that really what it is? So then you move into a question. Like I said, I'm going to jump around here, guys. So you move into Hitler. Hitler thought he was doing God's work. Is that, (laughs) how, how does that get rectified? So does that mean he wasn't, but he thought he was, so he's not good, but he isn't good, and I know he isn't good because he slayed you know, millions of Jews, which is ugh, just insane. So, But then there is Paul, and Paul, before his conversion, thought he was doing God's work by killing Christians and or or watching as people killed christians and holding cloaks and so on like that but then i i read one author who brought up the point of paul's conversion on the road to damascus and at no point in time does paul actually do anything of his own self being to ask to be saved or say that i believe or say the sinner's prayer it was i believe it ananias um if that's the correct name who said a prayer and the uh, scales fall fell from uh, Paul's eyes when his eyes were open. But in, if you read that story, um, so then I'm thinking, okay, am I just attempting to reason away all of this, uh, all of God's justice, you know, um, because the Bible speaks of God's going to come back and there's going to be justice and there's going to be, sometimes it's spoken of as wrath of God and which we haven't talked about. So then if I'm if I'm bad and I go out and I just ask forgiveness, then I'm okay. Did Paul ever ask forgiveness? <laughs> did Paul after before the letters, the epistles, did he ask forgiveness? Did he say he believed? Did he say the sinner's prayer? And so then the next question I have, and going back to Hitler, is where's mental illness in all of this? Where does that come into play? Do we assume Hitler was mental? Was he in his right mind? And what does that do for Hitler's salvation? So um, I got into a lot of areas. I was reading um, Rob Bell. um, Well, actually, I started out reading Francis Chan. So Francis Chan, um, who I can appreciate, he was a very humble 
um, writer, uh, an evangelical. If you've never read him, and I've read, he has a book called Crazy Love, which is, which is shows the enormity of God in in one way, and it's really good. I, I, I enjoy it. I'll say that. Uh, but he has a book called Erasing Hell, and um, I saw it on my bookshelf. I bought it at a at a book fair. <laughs> Tom and I went to, and I got into it. And I was like, you know what? Okay, let me let me hear his point of view. The interesting thing is, it's really just a response to Rob Bell's Love Wins. And so I've been reading through them, and Francis Chan addresses universalism and, and these different pieces back to what Rob Bell was saying in, in, um, in, in Love Wins, and it's just really a contrasting thing. So I've been going through both of those. So all of that said... Um, hey, Justin, do you want to summarize um, Rob Bell's Love Wins and summarize Francis Chan's response i was trying to and i'm sorry uh to the listeners because i know i'm all over the place but i'm trying to think about how to do that so a couple of things that rob bell said one is um and just a couple of quotes so in love wins on uh rob bell said our eschatology shapes our ethics eschatology is about last things ethics are about how we live what you believe about the future shapes, informs, and determines how you live now. Um, that was one thing that caught me off. And then, um, so Rob Bell talks about how when the Bible speaks about hell, um, it's not necessarily saying that it is this place, even though he very skillfully never says that. Is that what you would pull away from that too, Everett? Um, or how would you Yeah, that that the, the, we have sort of misconstrued what hell is in, in scripture. Okay. So then erasing hell and Francis Chan <laughs> goes back to prove him wrong, but at the very same time, cannot give definitive answers either. Um, and, and I, again, I appreciate Francis being humble enough to say in certain spots, it's like, well, but this is just kind of what we see kind of thing. And so um, there's very interesting things. One, one specific thing in erasing hell is Francis goes back and, quotes a lot of early first century uh, Jewish writings that are not, um, I, what's the word, Can it, it, in the Bible, let's just say in the Bible. So a lot of, uh, it just says early Jewish writings and how they believe about hell and things like that, which goes to something Tom said the last episode. So um, I've got a lot and I've had almost a cup of coffee this morning. So we're going to back up now <laughs> with all that said. And start through that list and that rant that I just did. How's that sound? <laughs> so, let's start with: How do we know who is saved? Who's in and who's out? Where do we begin? And you can start with Hitler if you want to. <laughs> Collect your thoughts. Gary. Well, what do you mean by saved? Well, that's a great question. So, defining saved in this situation is because we, we are talking about universal salvation, Tom. So right. that's where we're at. So think of it in that sense. And then there's universal restoration um, on the margin of that too. So in that light, um, in a, and maybe your first response is to redefine saved. Um, who's going to hell? There you go. Mm. That, that'll make a definitive question. <laughs> Hitler. Whoever I would say, whoever chooses to stay there. Okay. The same, the same people who, who choose to stay there, in uh, this life, 
there are some people who have no choice in the matter. Let me say that. But there are some people who um, free will does not end after you die. You can move towards God after death, I think. Uh, we have lots that lead us to believe that. Um, and we can move away from God. Um, so the people who go to hell are the people who choose to be there. And so I don't know what it would take to get Hitler or Mussolini or I don't know, whoever, Fred from across the street <laughs> to, to move towards God um, and what it would take for them to do that, you know? So, okay, so in, in let's just say, and, and you know... No one's going to be saved against their will is what I'm trying to say. Mm, okay, that's good. That's good. Um, so, and, you know, and I could be asking the wrong questions here, too, because I am, I have a lifetime of formation about this simple question of, are you in or are you, well, uh, not to confuse things, are you going to hell or not? You know what? And that's where our, that's where Christianity has in our culture here. That's just the question, you know, and I mean, I am, I am plagued by that question and have been for years because and it may be the wrong question you know in many ways so in, in what you just said um hitler may be sitting in in hell if you will and seeing that there are jews walking around free you know in the world and it may drive him so mad that he can't you know find salvation that kind of thing, something like that. I don't know if that's what you mean, but that's kind of what I interpreted, something like that, which is insane in itself um, to even hear me say. So, <laughs> so I think, I, you know, and, and, and I think that, that as, as we've talked about, so much of this question is, is complicated because um, when we think about saved, we tend to think about like going to heaven mm, and in, in Jesus's time. I mean, um, at least the biblical writers, I think in the new Testament saw that there was sort of like a division of time. There's the present time, um, in which, um, you know, evil people who are opposing God seem to have the upper hand and are winning. And that there's a time in which Jesus, that, that God will come and act decisively um, to redeem the world, to to judge the world, um, and that there is this age to come. And, and this is, you know, what kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven is talking about. So there's this, this age to come. And as Christians, you know, we believe that Jesus inaugurated, um, you know, this, this, this age to come, but it's not about getting to um, heaven. It's about, it, it, it's about, you know, for me, I think being saved is about the power of God, um, you know, um, working. It's about the, 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 the goodness of God being restored. It's about the way things were supposed to be at the origin at the mm -hmm. Genesis um, are, are brought back again. And I don't know what that looks like, mm. you know, I mean, I think we, we wrestle with, 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 you know, images and phrases and, and all this. I mean, I, I know that, you know, when a person is healed, Jesus says you are saved. Right. Right. So it's, 
you know, so, so there's an aspect of, of healing, of being made whole, um, that's part of salvation. But I think we need to, to just first kind of remove the notion that salvation is going to heaven away from um, this place. Right. So, so going to heaven when you die is not the goal of the Christian. It's not held out in the New Testament as the goal. What is held out is the main goal of all people is the bodily resurrection to be raised and transformed into the glorious likeness of Jesus Christ. It says in, um, and it's the future for everyone except for Jesus because it's already happened to Jesus. First Corinthians uh, 15, 23 says Christ is raised as the first fruits. Then at his coming, all who belong to Christ will be raised as he has been raised. And so if there is some kind of ethereal uh, heaven-like existence, it's, it's only a temporary thing. Uh, we used to call that the waiting place when I was a kid or paradise for the thief. So I, I, we're just still thinking like Greek pagans. Hmm. Right. If, if we think that the goal of our faith is to be floating on a cloud up in Valhalla or whatever. <laughs> While we play a harp, right? Yeah. And it's not in scripture. And we have to, we have to get rid of that. I don't know. It's going to take a thousand years. It is. It's just it, it absolutely so is. into I our agree. minds. Alexander Schmemann um, makes, makes this point really well when reflecting upon um, the story of the raising of Lazarus. So, you know, Jesus goes to um, his friend Lazarus's grave and brings him back to life. And Schmemann says, in the modern world, when we sit there and say that the point of, um, of, of faith, the point of life is, is to go to heaven, then why would Jesus bring him back to life mm. here? That's good. And, and, and so, so um, you know, for Schmemann, he, he says that the point of the Christian proclamation of the gospel um, is not that we get to go to heaven, but that um, death is defeated. And this is where, you know, Paul, you know, quotes, you know, death, where is thy sting? Um, hell, where is thy victory? Um, and so when when we sit there and we think about who's in and, and, and who's out, um, we need to detach that from, you know, who gets, you know, who's, who's going to be welcomed by um, St. Peter and the pearly gates and, and let in and who's going to be. No. Yep. <laughs> so there goes. Did that run all your fun questions, Justin? It, 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 it you 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 summer. Well, your answer summarizes and kind of and and does kind of take away the questions. And I don't. I I agree with you all. Um, I agree with you in your gloriousness in your Christ likeness. I agree. That we are moving to a, a place. Did I say that wrong? I just think it sounds funny. It does sound funny, but I, I agree with you in your gloriousness and <laughs> your Christ likeness, right? Uh, gotcha. Um, so I, I I understand that, and and that is where um, because we, I had a conversation recently about the mustard seed and how small it is, and how we are continually moving forward. The restoration has begun. Um, the new creation is here, just as you said. Christ has already been risen in it. 
and it is moving um, towards uh, whatever that is, toward you know universal restoration, I guess. Um, but there are. I, I, I'm also trying to think of everybody listening, and where for and, and I'm still there. I'm still sitting in a pew being taught, um, you know, or, or dealing with the fact that I was in a pew being taught good, heaven, bad, hell. And it, it is something that is just a part of me that, as you said, it's going to take a thousand years to get rid of, of that um, idea. But at the same time, if we're not all universally saved, then something else is taking place. And, it, and for this discussion, okay, for this discussion, what is that? What is that? So here's an interesting thing that um, Bell said that I tabbed in, in uh, Love Wins was uh it's first 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 corinthians um five five it says um paul says over to satan for the destruction oh it, telling his friends to hand a certain man over to satan for the destruction of the sinful nature so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the lord so again, that's First Corinthians um, five five, but it talks about turning him over to Satan, Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that he, that, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Now, the day of the Lord is that the same, similar to the, the age to come, or is that something different? What is, uh, yes. What does that uh, mean to you yes. all? The the day of the Lord would also be what we call um, the second coming. Or uh, the restoration, yeah, I would say those are all synonymous terms. Okay, so he hands them to Satan to be refined, to be fixed. Yeah. So that he's ready for the 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 second coming. What? <laughs> and the, yeah, and in the context of that is First Corinthians three ten through fifteen, where it talks about the teacher. Some build on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, grass, straw. Everyone's work will be will be uh, revealed or become visible because it will be revealed in fire. But it's clearly um, a refining fire. It's the kind of fire that um, the quality of the work that teachers, preachers, theologians do, some of it is good and some of it's not good. And podcasters. So, yeah, yeah, podcasters. There you go. Um, it's it's like a fire comes through, and the things that survive, like the teaching that survive. The anyway, and it says some peoples will suffer loss on that day, but then it says um, they themselves will be saved as only through fire. So I think it fits Bell's what Bell is saying fits the context. Just <clears throat> two chapters before. Okay, good. Well, and you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm looking at at this text, and I don't, I, you know, I don't want to. You don't want to what? <laughs> which one, Everett? The the first the first Corinthians, you know, five that he's oh, that five. he's talking about, and you know, I, I mean, I, I, I you know, the, the context of that that chapter is is that there's all this immorality that's going on. Right. And and the immorality is so bad that that even the pagans aren't this bad, 
And and so it seems like Paul is like really like you know someone this bad like you know you gotta you gotta send him send him to Satan. But I don't you know I think that's here. Here's my th- here's my thing upon about Bell and I and I appreciate Bell's <laughs> writings and and Love Wins, but Bell is writing to a particular audience mm-hmm. um, of of people who have in their mind that salvation is about saying, you know, this, this, this one prayer and you're in and you're going to heaven. That's the audience that Bell is writing to because that's, that's the audience that, that he was a part of. Mm -hmm. And who are we talking to? And so it's, it's, you know, I appreciate the fact that he is asking these questions within that book about, you know, well, what happens, you know, if religion was something that was abusive for you. What happens um, if somebody was just a really bad evangelist? <laughs> um, you know, are you set? You like, like, you know, or or what if you're somebody who never heard the words of Jesus? And he's asking these 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 questions because he's trying to nick away at this sort of fundamentalist idea that you know. Um, there's a decision that is that is that is made, and and if you don't make the right decision, you will forever be living with the consequences. Right, right. Which is very similar to what we're doing. I'm doing with my questions. Right. Yeah. Uh, because there is ambiguity. Oh gosh, I'm not going to get it out this morning. Ambiguity. <laughs> um, and so, because I feel like, and, and I and I, I don't want to discount you guys um, in in yours, but when I get down into uh, the context of First Corinthians, there is none. Um, I, there's a lot of verses here and there, you know. There's First Corinthians thirteen and all these different things, and it's just all swirling around in my head. And unless you've spent time and time and time and time in the Bible, like you two have, and many others, um, some seminary students, some not, um, it's just all swirling around. And so any, you know, it's just like, what is it, 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 just as well as the spirit moves on the wind, like uh, Jesus said to Nicodemus, so does doubt and confusion. Um, I mean, it really does. And it just gets carried away. And so when we sit down and talk about these things, these questions are what, I mean, I just sat down with this morning on this little you know, stupid monologue I did and just wrote down these questions, just asking. And it's, and so we can easily sit down and reason away and, and, and what is, what is good and what is right. And then turn our focus to something that is toxic and bad. And so, and and to go back to, to, to Tom's thing, I mean, it, it, it is really about the resurrection of the dead and in the creed, it doesn't say that the good are raised from the dead. The creed says that the living of the dead will be right, you know, that will, will, you know, will face the judgment of, of, of Christ. Now, I read the judgment of Christ in an inclusive way, right? Not, um, not a, not a, not a punitive way, which I think some people do, but it's, it's this point of, of resurrection and you're facing the truth of who Jesus is and, and you make that decision. And there are some people um, who are going to be so determined that they're not going mm, to okay. recognize Jesus or, or, or they, you know, I mean, this is the orthodox thing is, is that the reason why we do good things in this world is not so that we're earning salvation, but because we need the, the, the discipline 
to be able to make the right decision when the time, you know, when the times, you know, come. Hmm. And that would be like moving into our Christ likeness more so yeah. by, Sanctification. Each, by each thing that we do. Um, you know, and I look at that as that the chains are falling off or the scales, the scales are falling off your eyes, that kind yeah. of thing of like being able to see. Um, that's good, Everett. That was good. I was about to, oh, I was about to jump on you because I thought you were going to say judgment. <laughs> you were saying judgment was uh, was not inclusive until you went to that last thing because when you broke out Revelations 22 and all the lake of fire and the idolaters on the outside, I was like, wait a second, you said, but well done, well done. <laughs> I couldn't pounce. Tom? Yes, sir. Anything? To add before I continue on this confusion train, the question isn't. We ask we ask these questions about us and our grandma because we want to know that they're going to. You know what I mean? Yes, that's we want to know. It's funny. Francis said something about his grandma in the book. Yeah. He actually said, uh, "Keep your thought, man. Keep your thought." He actually said, "I sat there on her bed, knowing she's going to hell," and it tore me up. Uh, sorry. Yeah. That, so it, it was his grandma. So uh, go proceed. Sorry. Yeah. And so we, but the question, the question we should ask, read the N.T. Wright's book, Surprised by Hope. What is the future of all things? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about. Universal restoration. So I have heard said, I went to a um, Christian creationist conference. Like this was, in 2006 probably in Tulsa at this big Bible church and this guy Ken Ham was speaking he's real well known and, and all these things and he said you know the earth is getting warmer and it's going to heat up but according to everything I've read and can understand about science that's the way the Garden of Eden was you know 72 degrees year round worldwide and what's causing it is all of these carbon carbon we're putting into the air. So Christians really should be driving their SUVs. Oh gosh! And Amen, just, brother. Amen. And I, Preach oh, it. Gosh. I was just sitting there like, what the? But that is, and if you believe, and because, and the, and he was saying because the destiny of all this is to be burned up anyway, and we're bringing it about. So. <laughs> If you believe the end of all this is fire, not the refining fire that the New Testament talks about, but destruction. As everyone goes to the cloud. Why take care of the world? Why take care of your body? Why take care of your neighbor? Why? And Paul and Bell is exactly right because he says our eschatology um, shapes our ethics. Right. If you believe the end of everything is fire... You should just drink two liters of Coke every day. You should weigh 500 pounds. You should treat the earth like garbage. That is not the Christian view. Christians were first known in Rome because they took the pagan dead that were just thrown in the gutters Mm -hmm. and on the streets or burned, and they gave them an honorable burial. They cared about the fate of the bodies, and and they fed the poor, and they, they didn't feed them thinking... Are they going to go to heaven? Are they going to listen to our gospel proclamation? They, the end of our body matters. The end of the earth matters. Because none of this is going to be lost. That is the... When Jesus walked out of the ground, he still had the scars. 
So the pain that you've been through in your life mm. is not going to be forgotten, and neither is the crap we do to this world. The, the scars will still be there in a redeemed way or two. So the point is, if our view of the end means that we are no earthly good, then we have to change our view of the end. And our view of the end is not biblical. So this is all destined to be renewed. The earth, us, our communities, it's all, we see our hope in the risen Christ. So it's all going to be reshaped and reborn and reused. So recycle. That's the point. Right? Amen, (laughs) brother. I'm just saying, don't, don't waste it. Don't waste the time you have here. Our knowledge of the end of this universal restoration should shape the way we act. Amen. In a good way. <laughs> Sorry. Bam. <laughs> That's all I got but laughter. Uh, yes. Yes. So, um, man, I hope you sit with that. I hope you sit with that. I hope you sit with what Everett said about Jesus coming to us and why do we do good deeds? Why do we go out and bury the pagan dead? Um, you know, it's just... Gosh, that's good stuff, guys. Wow, from such a crappy, confusing way to begin this, it sure did rap well. <laughs> um, Everett, do you have a prayer book near you, and is there a prayer for restoration of some kind near? I thought about I that. Didn't, do what? Try to put me on the spot there, Justin. Yeah, well, I do you not know, have a prayer book in front of me. I, I, uh, I do. You you tend to be the prayer book guy. You're, you're that guy, you know, and so I just would have assumed if you did, um, I was thinking about it. We don't have to. It's fine. I do it. I do, Justin. Do you? Okay. So um, here's where. So here's what it is. So here's where. And I got the prayer for you. I feel like the lingering question is sitting over this, and this is going to segue. And if I could, for gosh, remember to release these two in in order. So what do we do? What is that? This good works. What is that that we go out and do? And that is built around what Tom has said is um, is uh, a, a virtue that not Tom, but just in general, we spoke about before about virtue. And so let's move into that because we always, it, it, we not always, we tend to talk about things that are bad and, and doing this and doing that. So what is good? And um, that's probably the episode name. So the next episode, let's sit down to talk about Christian virtue and what that looks like. And um, I hope that you've been able to pull some things in here that'll give you some peace um, in, in all the confusion with universal something, whatever it is. So, uh, but all right, Tom, would you end us on the prayer that you found, please. O God of unchangeable power and eternal light, look favorably on your whole church, that wonderful and sacred mystery. By the effectual working of your providence, carry out in tranquility the plan of salvation. Let the whole world see and know that things which were being cast down are being raised up, and things which have grown old are being made new and that all things are being brought to their perfection by him through whom all things were made, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And that's in the prayer, that's in the Good Friday prayers, and also in the ordination prayers. It's on page 280 of the Book of Common Prayer. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at Fun Drain Pod. 
We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.